Hey guys, welcome to episode number three of the Ego Maniac Movies Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ego. Today we're going to be talking about underrated comedies, uh, but before we get into that, this episode's movie recommendation is 1998's The Wedding Singer. Directed by Frank Caracci, who did The Waterboy, he did Click, he did Blended. Now, if you've seen The Waterboy, Frank Caracci plays Roboito. Bobby, it's me, your daddy, Roboito. I saw you on the ESPN. That's Frank Caracci. Uh, really talented guy. I actually like his directing. I mean, I wasn't huge on Click. I wasn't massive on Click, but I love The Wedding Singer. I love Waterboy. And uh, I love Blended, actually. Um, I think Blended is one of uh, one of Adam Sandler's better movies as of late. Um, it's written by Tim Hurley, who wrote Billy Madison. He wrote Happy Gilmore. He wrote for SNL for a number of years. Um, and and you, if you if you pay close attention to a lot of Sandler stuff, you'll hear that name Hurley thrown around a lot. Uh, you know, they've collaborated for years. I mean, they they even did the SNL sketch, the Hurley boy, Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. That's where all this comes from. Um, been collaborating for years. Uh, this is starring Adam Sandler, obviously, Drew Barrymore. Um, Alan Covert plays a, a limo driver. Now, you, you've seen Alan Covert in pretty much every Adam Sandler movie. He's great. Um, and he's Sammy the limo driver. And this is an awesome character. It's I, I was really happy to see him. It's really nice to see him in a bigger role because he, he, he can do it. I mean, Sammy the limo driver is a great character in this movie. They were cones. Just hilarious. He wants to be the Fonz. Great 80s soundtrack. You guys know me. I'm a sucker for the 80s. And this this movie has a great 80s soundtrack. Now, let's talk about the villain for a second. Matthew Glaive as Glenn Gulia. He dresses like Don Johnson from Miami Vice. You know, just such a douche. Like, hot pink t-shirts with sport jackets. I mean, uh, wow. And, and, you know, the script is so perfect in this movie especially when it comes to this character because i mean he's just so easy to hate he's such a douche the jokes he says aren't even funny but all all his like little asshole friends think they're funny i mean i mean it's just a, it's a classic douche we all know a douche like this and he's perfect at it this guy's so good at it um you know steve buscemi is a tiny little bit part in this role he's not even credited and he is amazing he's one of my favorite parts in the whole movie He's got a great scene at the beginning. He's got a great scene at the end. And the end is about 10 seconds long. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. But it's one of my favorite parts in, in the entire movie. It's so funny. Um, great cameo by Billy Idol. Great cameo by Billy Idol. Or, you know, it has potential to be in the discussion of greatest cameo of all time. Absolutely it does. Um, and he was really good. He was funny. Uh, they fit him in in a way that it made sense that he was there, which I love. Uh, and you know, to tell you the truth, this is really underrated in my opinion, as a romantic comedy, just like 50 first dates and blended too. Uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking about it and I kind of came up with a title because people don't like to necessarily put this in the realm of romantic comedy because I guess maybe it's more comedic than romantic. I don't know, but I, I created a genre out of these three movies and that is, the compromise comedy. I came up with this all by myself. Um, and, and what that means to me is you, you're, you're sitting down for a movie night with your girlfriend or whatever, your significant other. You don't want to watch, you know, a walk to remember or the notebook. 
She doesn't want to watch Commando or Rambo First Blood. So you put on one of these. You put on 50 First Dates. You put on The Wedding Singer. You put on Blended. And you're both happy. Or you're both unhappy. You know, that's that's what a good compromise is. That's when both parties are dissatisfied. Um, but no, seriously, guys. that that's It's a perfect movie for that. Absolutely perfect. So is 50 First Dates. So is Blended. And I think it's a little unfair that these movies... I don't think they get enough credit as romantic comedies because they are just that and they are very good ones. Um, so yeah, guys, Wedding Singer. If you haven't seen it, you gotta check it out. Now, before we get into my honorable mention, I only have one this week and I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, I, I had a little criteria as to how I would rate these movies, you know, how I would say they're underrated. First of all, they're rated poorly. <laughs> that's That's number one. Second of all, they're supposed to make you laugh, and that's it. But they have to have three things. Funny concept, funny side characters, because, you know, I think that's almost what sets a, a only comedy movie, a silly comedy, apart from, like, a comedy that you're supposed to take seriously, is that silly comedies are just every character is quirky and funny. And, and you know, I think that's a big thing that sets those two things apart. Um, and they have to be quotable. If you can't say a movie line from these movies, then they weren't that funny. In my opinion, you have to be, they have to be quotable. So those are my criteria. But, you know, the movies from this list, guys, are not supposed to affect you in the way that Citizen Kane is supposed to. All right. These aren't character studies. These are fun, little, silly comedies that are supposed to make you laugh. You're supposed to put them on, you know, watch them for 90 minutes, laugh your ass off, forget about the world. And that's it. You don't have to think. You don't have to do anything. You just watch it. You hear the funny lines. You see the funny images. And it, and it's fun. And that's that's what these are supposed to do. And they're great in that way. I don't think it's wrong to call these movies great movies. Because I think they are great. Because they do exactly what they're supposed to do. In my opinion. So yeah, guys. My honorable mention. Now, this didn't make the list for one simple reason. is because I don't think it is really underrated. But I put it in my honorable mentions because not enough people around my age group have seen this movie. The younger generation has not seen this movie. I'm 25, and hardly any anyone I know has ever seen this movie. And it was reviewed quite well, so it's not, I guess, technically underrated. But it's 1986's Back to School, starring Rodney Dangerfield. It's his movie. It's Rodney's movie. Um, you know, you got co cool little cameos by legendary comedian like Sam Kinison. He plays a history teacher. Really fun scene. And it's just a fun movie, guys. I got the poster hanging in my wall. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. And you got to check it out. That's why it's my honorable mention, because I think you have to check it out if you have a great classic comedy from the 80s. So, yeah, guys, back to school. Now, let's get in to the Juice the Cheese the Top 10 list. Now, I said I wasn't going to do Top 10 list. I was going to do Top 11, Top 9, whatever. But in this case, 10 really fit. 10 was the exact number I wanted to fit in this list. And this is a part one of a series, guys, because when I came up with those underrated comedies, um, when I came up with that segment, uh, not that I came up with it, I'm sure someone has come up with the idea of underrated comedies before, but I'm sure mine are slightly different. And when I thought of it, a million came to mind. So many. And I didn't want to do an episode of like 45, you know, so I, I rounded it out to 10. And I think... I'm really happy with the way it turned out. But like I said, this is part one of a series. I'm going to do more. So at number 10, we got Little Nicky from the year 2000, directed by Stephen Brill, 
who directed Mr. Deeds, which I also think is underrated, but we'll, we might talk about that in another episode, um, and Heavyweights. If you guys haven't seen Heavyweights, you got to check it out. It's a Disney movie about a fat camp. Basically, the entire cast of kids from The Mighty Ducks is in it. it it's a ton of fun. Ben Stiller is fucking unbelievable in it. You have to see it. it it's And actually, Heavyweights, in my opinion, I'll go on a tangent before I get into little Nikki. Heavyweights, Ben Stiller and Heavyweights was the start of White Goodman. Watch it and tell me if you feel the same way. This movie starring Adam Sandler, Patricia Arquette, Harvey Keitel, pretty big name actor. Um, 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, that that's going to be a theme throughout this list. Uh, I think there's one at 50%, and that's the highest. But yeah, 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Unbelievable cameos by Dana Carvey. Kevin Nealon plays Tithead. Rodney Dangerfield is the original Satan. Harvey Keitel plays the devil, but Rodney Dangerfield plays his father. I guess he's the the OG Satan, you know. Even in hell, I get no respect. Classic Rodney. Ozzy Osbourne has a great cameo in this movie. Really cool. Um, it, you know, fun, silly movie. Adam Sandler plays his classic Adam, like a classic Adam Sandler comedic character with a funny voice, and you know, it, it's just a lot of fun, and it's got a good soundtrack. The cast surrounding him is funny. It's most of his buddies, you know, Alan Covert and all those guys. Really fun. If you haven't seen Little Nicky, check it out. Again, don't go in expecting a dramatic character study. It's not that. It's supposed to make you laugh. It's supposed to be goofy. And it does that, I think. So check it out. Little Nicky. My number nine came out in 2008, and that is Sex Drive. Now, this was a tough one to not put higher because I love Sex Drive. It's directed by Sean Anders, who did that's my boy and he also directed daddy's home which i think is quite underrated in its own i i think daddy's home was a good movie i thought it was good i wasn't expecting much and maybe that's what saved it but i did really enjoy it now i'm pretty sure sean anders has writing credit on uh, the screenplay for dumb and dumber 2 but we won't hold that against him this is starring josh zuckerman amanda crew clark duke and this was my introduction to clark duke and i you know I really liked the guy. He was great in Hot Tub Time Machine, and he was great in this, too. Now, James Marsden, as Rex, the older brother, is arguably the best character in the movie. Now, you can say it was a bit of a ripoff from Stifler, and I wouldn't disagree. It does have kind of Stifler... It's very Stifler-esque. I'll say that. Like, If you watch the movie, guys, let me know what you think but it is definitely stifler ass but i love the character stifler and i like rex it's a lot of fun seth green is unbelievably funny in this movie so sarcastic he plays an amish guy just unbelievably sarcastic and funny tons of little you know tiny little bit parts brian posein plays a carney and it's just that's a fucking hilarious scene tons of fun guys if you haven't seen it do not watch the unrated version first if you haven't seen this movie, watch the theatrical theatrical cut, sorry guys, before the unrated version because the unrated version and, and I respect the directors and writers and whoever had anything to do with it a lot for this because the unrated version is truly different. It's nothing like the theatrical cut. It's silly. A lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's naked chicks walking everywhere. Um you know, it, it's it's intentionally silly. It, they wanted to do an actual unrated version of their film and they did that and it's great but again if you haven't seen this movie ever watch the theatrical cut first absolutely 
And then if you like that, watch the unrated version. So that's my number nine, guys, Sex Drive. Number eight came out in 2009, and that is Fanboys, directed by Kyle Newman, who directed a movie called Barely Lethal, which I never saw. I think Haley Steinfeld was in it, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. And he directed Taylor Swift's style music video. I don't know. This guy doesn't have much credits in the way of feature films. But it's written by Ernest Klein. Now, if you guys listened to my first episode, and I appreciate it if you did, um, Ready Player One is my most anticipated movie of 2018. Bar none, hands down, absolutely. And Ernest Klein wrote the book, and he's writing the screenplay for the movie. And he wrote the screenplay for the movie, rather. And, you know, it explains a lot of things in this movie. Like, one of the characters is obsessed with Rush, and I know Ernest Klein's a big Rush fan, which is sweet. Um, and, and, you know, this movie's a pop culture, nostalgia-type movie. It's filled with a lot of cool references, and it's it's a lot of fun. And Ernest Klein, you know, he, he's so good in that environment because he, he's such a geek, and I, and I love the guy for that. I mean, he's one of us. I, I really like his, uh, his writing style. Ready Player One's the best book I've ever read. It's so unbelievable if you haven't re- read it. By all means, go buy it and read it. But yeah, this is a, you know, it's starring Dan Fogler, Jay Baruchel. And if you guys listen to any of my podcasts, which again, I really appreciate if you do. um, I'm a big Dan Fogler fan. And this is the movie that started it all. I'm a huge Dan Fogler fan because of this movie. Now, it's starring Jay Baruchel as well, Kristen Bell, Sam Huntington. Uh, 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, not great. Uh, but this one has a bit more of a heartfelt story than the rest of the films on this list. It, it actually has, you know, it's got some depth, a little bit, for sure. A uh, lot of fun, though. And I'll say this. If you're not a Star Wars fan, I, I don't recommend this movie as much as if you were a Star Wars fan. Because you're probably not going to get it. You're probably not going to understand about 80% of the jokes if you're not a Star Wars fan. Um, so, yeah, it... it if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, and that's why this is at number eight and not a bit higher, because this is for a group of people, for sure. This is directed towards the Star Wars fans. And for us, I think it's fantastic. You know, it, it's a lot of fun, but if you're not a Star Wars fan, you're not going to get it. There's several different villainous characters in this movie, and Seth Rogen plays most of them. He plays a Trekkie, he play, or Trekker. He plays, um, he plays a pimp who's a Star Wars fan. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil these movies for you guys. If you haven't seen them, check them out. Um, But, yeah, a lot of fun. Fanboys is is definitely a lot of fun. And like I said, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. It's even edited like Star Wars, the cuts from scene to scene, the fades. Really cool. Check out Fanboys, guys. That's my number eight. Now, my number seven came out in 2009, and it's a Broken Lizard film. It's directed by Kevin Heffernan. It's the Slammin' Salmon. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, Broken Lizard did Beer Fest you know, um, Super Troopers, Club Dread, all that stuff. Slam and Sam is my favorite out of all of them. I love this movie. It's so funny, starring Kevin Heffernan, Kobe Smulders, and, of course, the late, great Michael Clark Duncan. Now, Michael Clark Duncan steals the movie. He's so funny in it. He plays an ex-boxer who owns the Slam and Salmon restaurant. A lot of little small parts in it, played by Will Forte, a really... He doesn't play a lot of small parts in it. He he is one of many small parts. A really small part played by Olivia Munn before she went went huge. Like Olivia Munn's in everything now. She's she's a huge star. She was an X Men, you know, really good too. And she was funny in this movie. 
but a really small part. This has a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not great. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, Michael Clark Duncan is so funny in the movie. It, it's He's got so many good lines. Don't assume because you make an asshole out of yourself. Great line. Great script. A lot of fun, guys. If you haven't seen The Slam and Salmon, check it out. Especially if you've seen like Super Troopers and Beer Fest and liked them and haven't seen this, you got to see this for sure. It's required viewing if you're a fan of those movies. Absolutely a ton of fun. That's my number seven, guys. Number six is 2002's Stealing Harvard. Now, this is directed by Bruce McCulloch, who directed Superstar with Molly Shannon. But I know him mostly as a cast member from Kids in the Hall, which was a Canadian um, sketch comedy show years ago. Really underrated show, too. That show was fucking genius. And Bruce McCulloch was is so talented, comedically especially. This is starring Jason Lee, Tom Green, and Leslie Mann. This comes in at a whopping 9% on Rotten Tomatoes out of a possible 100, so that's a pretty solid score. Um, if you don't like Tom Green, don't watch this movie. I'll start right by saying that because the majority of the comedy in this movie, in my opinion, comes from Tom Green. He's got that dryness. He's brilliant. So many good lines. The string is a guide, John. It's just a guide. It's called insurance. Have you heard of insurance? Just so many good lines. It's so quotable. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's a really fun movie that is definitely worth a watch, guys. I I don't really see the hate for this movie. It, it's got a decent little concept and actually a decent little story. And it's it's really funny. It's fucking hilarious, in my opinion, to tell you the truth. And, you know, a 9%. 9. Single digit. <laughs> That's... That's rough. Uh, check this movie out, guys, if you haven't seen it and you want to shut your brain off for 85 minutes. That's all it is, 85 minutes, an hour and 25 minutes. That's, you know, if you hated it, so you wasted an, less than an hour and a half of your life. Big whoop. Check out Stealing Harvard. That's my number six, guys. Number five, 2006, Beer League. Directed by Frank Sebastiano, which this is his only directing credit. Unfortunately, the movie didn't do that well. I, hopefully, that's not the reason why it's his only directing credit, but you know, that, there's a good chance that is why. He was a writer for SNL, Late Night with David Letterman, all those Comedy Central roasts like the Charlie Sheen, Justin Bieber, all that shit. So yeah, starring Artie Lang. It was written by him and Artie Lang. Um, Ralph Macchio's in it as well, and Cara Biono? Bono? I, I don't know how to say her last name, but she's the mother in Stranger Things. She's Mikey and Nancy's mother. Mama Wheeler. Uh, and she's great in that, and she's really funny in this. Uh, I'm assuming this character kind of came kind of natural to her. Not that she's anything like the character, but she was born in the Bronx, New York, which is pretty cool. I, I fact-checked that. And, you know, this movie takes place in Jersey, and she plays, you know, kind of an easy broad. It's really funny, really funny. Um... But yeah, Laurie Metcalf plays Artie Lang's mother. Kind of a bit part, but she's really good in that. Jim Brewer plays a carny. And I wish he was in more movies because Jim Brewer is so funny. He That guy is just... He can do no wrong. He's hilarious. Now, if you've played Beer League Softball, you can't not love this movie. You have to like it because it, it'll hit close to home. Um, now, this one's rated a little higher than most on my list. It's actually a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whew. We're getting up there. I mean, you know, I'll say this. It's an R-rated comedy starring Artie Lang. 
So maybe don't watch it with your six-year-old. Unless you're, like, super progressive or something. I don't know. But probably not a good idea. This is an adult movie. It's a raunchy comedy. It's got some racial stuff. It's got some, you know, sexual shit. Um, But that's what a raunchy comedy is. It's supposed to have all that stuff. And it's, you know, it works. It's funny. It's a really funny movie, guys. Check it out. Beer League. I mean, Artie Lang's a genius. It's so funny, this movie. You got to check it out. Beer League. That's my number five. Number four is Kingpin, 1996, directed by the Farrelly Brothers, who did one of my favorite movies of all time, Dumb and Dumber. Now, I had a hard time putting this one on the list because it has gained a cult following over the years, I think. This is starring Woody Harrelson, but I, I, I digress. I had to put it on the list because it's just such a fun movie. It's such a good comedy. Uh, starring Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid, Bill Murray, Vanessa Angel. Now... This movie was before Randy Quaid went wacky. This was before he went um, batshit crazy. And just what a shame. What a shame that had to happen because, you know, Cousin Eddie and Christmas Vacation and this character he plays in Kingpin. I mean, they're they're such great comedic performances. He was so good um, comedic, comedically. And, and you know, I, I really like the chemistry between him and Harrelson. It really it, they really play well off each other. He plays an Amish bowler. <laughs> that's that's Randy Quaid's character. He's an Amish guy who loves to bowl. And this is a bowling movie. And now that might sound silly, and it is. But th- I'd have a hard time not putting this on my top sports movies of all time. And I'm sure I'll do that one day, so stay tuned for that. But th- it'll be hard to keep this one off. This is a fun, funny movie. Really great. 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe that's the highest on the list. It might be tied for the highest on the list. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but also, according to Rotten Tomatoes, this is one of Paul Stanley's five favorite films. Paul Stanley of uh, Kiss fame. Star Child. Which, you know, watch it for that alone. Paul Stanley's awesome. Kiss is sweet. I mean, you, you gotta love Kingpin just for that. It's a fantastic movie, guys. Trust me. You have to watch Kingpin. It's probably one of the better movies on this list. Really good. Really good. I, I mean, Bill Murray is so good as the villain Ernie McCracken. The uh, the villain bowler. Um, he's so easy to hate. He steals every scene he's in. Bill Murray's a genius. We all know that. And this movie's no exception. A lot of fun, guys. Check out Kingpin if you haven't seen it. My number three is 1998's Almost Heroes. Directed by Christopher Guest. Now, Christopher Guest, after this, mostly does like mockumentary type type filmmaking. Like he did Best in Show, you know. But I mostly know him from as Nigel from Spinal Tap. He's Nigel Tufnell in the movie Spinal Tap, the guitar player. And in the band Spinal Tap. Christopher Guest is a genius. He, he's so funny. I mean, even the little bit parts he plays in movies. Like he, he was Ivan the Terrible in Night at the Museum 2, Battle for the Smithsonian tons of fun this movie starring chris farley and matthew perry now that sounds like an odd combination but i actually think they work really well together i thought so at least um rotten tomatoes disagrees with me coming in at an eight percent yeah guys eight percent again when we're talking single digits i mean not a good sign but you know trust your pal kev on this one these are these are really fun movies I, i i I grew up with these movies, so I am biased in a lot of ways because these movies made me laugh when I was a kid, and, you know, in turn, they still make me laugh today. But, yeah, lots of funny bit parts in this movie. 
Eugene Levy as Guy Fontenot. He's an interpreter who only speaks one language. You know, like... And Hamilton Camp. I'll talk about this guy for a second. Hamilton Camp plays a character named Pratt in this movie. And he's just... He's so funny every time he's on screen, which isn't a lot. The only other thing I've seen this guy in, Hamilton Camp, is he's credited as Meteor Guy in Joe Dirt. Now, if you've seen Joe Dirt, he's the guy, you know... It's a big old frozen chunk of shit. That's him. He's the guy looking at the meteor, which ends up being a big frozen chunk of shit. Really funny in that little small part, and really funny in this movie as Pratt. So funny. I mean, it's a story of the guys who are trying to beat Lewis and Clark to the Pacific. I don't know if there was another team trying to beat Lewis and Clark to the Pacific. I don't know anything about Lewis and Clark. But a funny concept. Um, Now... I'll say this, and it's similar to Stealing Harvard. If you didn't like Tom Green, don't watch the movie. If you don't like Chris Farley, don't watch the movie. You're not going to like it. Watch something else. Because you will hate this movie if you hate Chris Farley's uh, comedy. Now, unfortunately, this is the last time we'd ever see Chris Farley in a starring role. Now, I'm a massive Chris Farley fan, and I may do an episode on that uh, later on, so stay tuned for that. But... um, yeah, we, we'd never see him in a starring role after this, and it's so unfortunate. And I think this movie deserves more credit because I think it was a good last effort by Chris Farley. And a lot of people don't give it enough credit for that. I really believe um, he deserves credit for this performance because it was fucking hilarious, I think. A really funny movie. Um, and like I said, guys, I, I really like the chemistry between Chris Farley and Matthew Perry. I thought it worked. Matthew Perry's a really funny guy. Chris Farley's a really funny guy, and I I actually really liked the dynamic between them. Obviously, Rotten Tomatoes disagrees, but that's okay. It's not Rotten Tomatoes. It's critics in general, but yeah, Almost Heroes, guys. Check it out, especially if you're a Chris Farley fan. It's definitely worth a watch, and and I think it deserves more credit for uh, for being his final performance, especially. So yeah, that's my number three. Number two is 1998's Dirty Work. Directed by uh, Danny Tanner himself, Bob Saget, starring Norm Macdonald. Now, uh, personally, in my opinion, Norm Macdonald is one of the uh, most brilliant comedians ever. He's he's hilarious, and he's Canadian, so he's got that going for him, too. Artie Lang is also in this movie. Jack Warden, I mean, legend Jack Warden, plays Pops, Artie Lang's dad. And like I said, this is Norm Macdonald's movie, but the side characters... They're the stars of this movie, in my opinion. Chris Farley is Jimmy, the guy who got his nose bitten off by a Saigon horror. So many great lines. Sing the song, boys. Sing the song, boys. Great. So good. And it, that line will mean nothing to you if you haven't seen the movie. But you, you gotta see this movie just for that performance alone. Now, I do believe this was Chris Farley's last movie in general. Um... Again, very unfortunate we didn't get to see more from him because I think he would have... I, I have a feeling if Chris Farley had lived, he he would have been one of those guys that put out some very, very uh, deep dramatic work as well as comedic stuff. But, you know, we'll never know. But, yeah, Chris Farley is Jimmy. Chevy Chase is Dr. Farley and a surgeon slash gambling addict. I mean, come on, that's Chevy Chase in that role too. Could you cast it any better? No is the answer. Don Rickles is a theater manager. And it, it, it's so classic Don Rickles. Now, I miss Don Rickles. Again, one of my favorite comedians of all time. Now, let me go on off, off on a tangent here for a sec, guys, just to let you know something about me. 
I say these things a lot on my podcast. I know that. I, I say he's one of my favorites of all time. This is one of my favorites of all time, yada, yada, yada. But the reason I say these things is because I don't want this podcast to be about talking shit about movies I don't like. And I'll do that. Don't get me wrong. But the movies I want to talk about, the stuff I want to talk about, is the stuff I love. And that's, you know, Don Rickles is part of that. Chris Farley's part of that. All these people I want to talk about are all some of my favorites. So, you know, that that's just, that's all I have to say about that, guys. I just don't want you to get annoyed about that. So, yeah, Don Rickles plays a theater manager. And it, it is just such classic Don Rickles. He, it's just his sincerest insults to you. You know, like, he, he talks to Artie Lang's belly. It's brilliant. I, I can't do it justice. You know, he calls he calls Norm MacDonald, a, he's, you got the personality of a dead moth. Why don't you move into the mountains and don't bother anybody? Just hilarious. Goes up to Artie Lang, you baby gorilla. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Great. Classic. Classic Dom Rickles. Unbelievable performance. You have to see it. Adam Sandler is the devil in this movie. Now, this is your classic... Adam Sandler impression. When people do impressions of Adam Sandler, this is what it is. And you guys will see this and let me know what you think because I, I, I really think I'm on to something here. This is the Adam Sandler impression that people do. Just so over-exaggerated, which is what an impression is. So that's fine, but great. Great little cameo. 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not great. Um, silly fun, guys. It's just silly fun. I love this movie. It's a great concept. Two buddies need money so they start a revenge for hire business great concept like all these movies have uh and yeah that's my number two guys dirty work you have to check it out it's one of my favorite comedies of all time let alone underrated comedies. so yeah dirty work my number one now it's hard to put this one on the list because this one has gained a bit of a cult following especially with people my age and all my buddies love it um and that's hot rod guys 2007's hot rod Directed by Akiva Schaefer, who did lots of SNL stuff. He did Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, which was also good. Also starring Andy Samberg. This one also stars Isla Fisher, Bill Hader, Danny McBride, and Ian McShane as the dreaded Frank. What a fantastic concept for this movie, guys. His stepfather is dying. He hasn't got a chance to kick his ass, so he tries to raise the money to save him so he can beat him up to earn his respect. I mean, fantastic. Unbelievable. This movie is so funny. Everyone from Andy Samberg to Danny McBride to Bill Hader, they're all funny in this movie. Jorma Tacone plays Kev Bot, his little brother. Great. 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, we're getting up there, but not a passing grade still. Um, I'm pretty sure the entire Final Countdown album by Europe is in this movie. And how can you go wrong with that? I mean, that's one of the greatest albums of all time. Let's let's be honest with ourselves here. The time has come. Rock the Night, Cherokee, Ninja, you name it. They're all there, pal. Great, great soundtrack. And other than that album, it's a fantastic soundtrack. Just off the charts. Great 80s soundtrack. Um, and again, such a good character motivation. He wants to heal his dying stepfather so he can beat him up. Just unbelievable and like i said at the beginning of this podcast a great comedy should be quotable and this one is exactly that there's even lines that you don't even notice eight times you've watched this movie you don't notice these lines but i've watched this movie so many times i notice these little things there's a line in this movie i don't know why it gets me and i won't do it justice but i'm going to do it anyway 
They're filling up a pool so Rod can do stunt training. And Bill Hader turns to Danny McBride and he goes, they're filling up the pool with the hose and he goes, pools are great for holding water, man. I mean, for whatever reason, that line gets me. That's so, that's such a great line. Fantastic comedy script. There's one part in this movie that bothers me and it's a part near the end and it involves Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't get it. I think it's stupid, but this is a silly movie and it's just pure insanity fun you have to see hot rod if you haven't already guys and that is my list for today thank you so much for listening now before i um i want to talk about some things i have planned for the for the podcast just to let you guys in i've i'm only two episodes in three after i put this one up but you know i want to fill you in on some of the stuff i have planned i want to do an animation only segment a couple times you know maybe once a month or something like that because i love animation uh, and I want to. I'm really excited about this one idea I have. I want to do a segment focusing on one person, uh, a different person every segment, obviously. And that's like I, I think I'm thinking about calling it Legends of the Great White North or some such. And they're going to be Canadian folks because I'm Canadian, and um, y- you know I, I really respect and admire a lot of the a lot of the work that comes from Canadian actors. And sometimes I don't think they get enough credit. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a segment like that. Like I've said twice now. I'm planning on getting some guests in. My buddies, I, I've who some of them have expressed some interest, and in, you know they're going to be better than me at this, guys. They're 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 so funny and smart, and they love movies just like us. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, guys, just wanted to fill you in on some things. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Subscribe, like, do whatever you have to, and remember, guys, don't pick on the delivery boy. It's not his fault. He can't read.